Episode 0048, A Century of Experience Doesn't Improve Women Drivers. Hello and welcome to the Potable Picture Show, your podcast dedicated to motion pictures and drinking liquors. I'm your host, Kevin McRae, and I'm here to tell you this podcast may contain explicit content. So keep that in mind. On the episode ahead, we're going to get our brief impressions of the Avengers movie. We're going to take in a preview. Heathen's going to give us the news. We have a sponsor... We will play a game reviewing April. We also have a new drink and cocktail corner. And then when we get to feature presentation, we will use the film Age of Adeline as a jumping off point for topics of conversation. And then the fellas and fellaettes will give us some rankings. It's been a while. We've taken the month of April off, but it is now May. And yes, you may come in. Let's head into the cantina and get today's show started. So I've made my way into the cantina. We're actually not in the VIP room at the back of the cantina per usual, but we're in the lounge area. We don't usually hang out in the lounge area, but we thought this would be a little bit less formal for our return to the picture show we took all of april off and here we are to the right side of me is a person that hates ultron so much and how evil and wicked he is that she refused to even see the movie it is the head organizer of the sierra nevada movie club it's heathen hello also with us is someone that brings dates over to make his beer it is beer maker matt Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the cantina, everybody. It's been, uh, it was a year ago today, I saw in my time hop that I had episode one, uh, the non-transcendence of Johnny Depp. Nice. And here we are, all the way on episode 48, a full year later. That's pretty cool. Wow. <laughs> wow. Like a Wow. I uh, have some news, too, or will have some news, is uh, one of the reasons we took a break from the picture show in April is I do not drink in April. So it has been nearly 31 days at this point that I have not had a drink, and I still have not had a drink. I do have a sipping beer open to the left of me. It is Dos Osos. Um, It is a Mexican-style dark lager with vanilla, cocoa, cinnamon, and coffee. I'm waiting to hit a baby so that I can enjoy being back off the wagon. Uh, That's that's fine to hit this baby. Mm. That reminds me of a conversation that we had probably about a week ago. We were eating um, 
a meal or something and there was a gentleman next to us and he's like uh like five more days and then i'm off the wagon and i the guy was like really <laughs> he's counting down until he's off the wagon it feels I so good giggled. when it touches my lips <laughs> My first drink. I used to, um, a couple years I tried doing something where, because it had been 30 days where I hadn't drank, I tried to, uh, my first drink, I wanted to drink something really nasty, thinking I'd really appreciate it. So I tried doing like a, like a Colt 45 kind of thing before, like a Steel Reserve. No, it's still not good after 30 days. It is nasty stuff. So this was a um, good beer. I've never had this one before. I can't, it's too dark here to see uh where it's out of but some good stuff we have some other good news if you've um took part with us in either of our potable road shows to the mcminimins we finally got our invitation to the mcminimins passport party we've been waiting and waiting to hear when that's going to happen and it will be in october we'll be back up there it will be we will be um, some of the first people to visit anderson school in washington before it officially opens yeah, but we don't get to stay there, so that kind of sucks. But going to be positive. Isn't there another school out there that they've already? Well, Kennedy School. Yeah, and St. Francis School. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a brand new school. It's not so bad that it's in Washington because it's twenty minutes from Seattle. It's it's a couple hours from or what second? It's going to be about a, maybe two hours or an hour and a half from where my mom and aunt live. So we'll have a place to stay. Just that day, we're not going to want to like do all that partying and then drive all the way back so we're gonna have to stay somewhere and i thought they were supposed to give you accommodations well we have free hotel vouchers it's just the hotel that we're staying in won't be ready for guests yet because it's brand new and there's only three or four places in washington out of like the 70 mcmenamins and um the hotel would be uh the one that's on the border that we stayed in before in in centralia or wherever yeah and we're not it's so we, what, we've stayed there once, and it's okay. So what we'll probably do, or thinking about doing, we don't know, is um, just take a trip back up to Oregon in the summertime. Because we have free concert tickets, too, out of it. So we're kind of looking to see if, if there's any shows we want to go see. The show I wanted to see, Willie Nelson and Allison Krauss, has already sold out. But um, we have a year that uh, in order to use these things. So we're thinking about taking a summer trip and enjoying some of that stuff but you know honestly just doing the passport was almost worth the adventure in itself but yeah it was it would be it nice to use our vouchers yeah. and garbage like that mm-hmm. oh, how about you fellas anything exciting happened since the last picture show since the hustler well that's a good question how, um <laughs> how about you beer maker matt uh you I've said gotten my my new beer mobile that's about oh it. yeah and you said um, the last time you were on, you were uh, you were talking about that your beer would almost be ready. I think that was your closing words on the last episode. And then you said that it's not quite up to excellency yet. Yeah, it's we may end up dumping most of it. So, so Thunderlips, Carlin. Well, not really. We're not dumping it. We're just going to gift it <laughs> to Thunderlips. It'll be all right. So, Heathen, you've had a whole month to prepare some news. Not really. All right. Concession stands to the rescue. 
Uh, Regal Cinemas are seeing an increase in profits thanks to a part in the uptake in concession stand sales as a result in offering alcoholic beverages mm-hmm. as a new menu option. Um, Miles credits his booze to addition to alcohol sales. Um, the nation's largest theater chain is a new company. They set a new company record. Uh, an average of $3.92 in concession sales per customer, which is up $0.09 cents per patron over the first portion of 2015. So that's a big um, increase because the first quarter of 2014 was $3.62. So concession sales are up because they're selling beer. Mm-hmm. Okay, makes sense. Um, I don't know if you guys caught the... Uh little blurb story i put on the facebook page about the uh company that's coming out trying to do like uh, interactive movie theaters and i kind of wrote a whole commentary about how movie theaters are going to have to start doing more and more stuff because people just aren't going to the theater there's um home or uh, home programming or television shows are just better and better with yeah. with netflix and amc and, F- and fx um, home th- movie th- um, theaters with uh, giant TVs and home stereos and all of that's getting cheaper and cheaper and just ticket prices are going up so there's no real re- and, and people are just pirating left and right so there's li- less reason to go to the theater but adding those little things like uh, alcohol or dinner there's a lot of places doing the dinners and um, you know uh, they, they're going to have to do some changes to the to the movie theaters adding add, add more more, more things, you know, make, make it, make, give people a reason to get off their couch. Well, I did see one comment from a dude that said, I don't know if it's best for everybody because I don't know if I want to sit next to a bunch of uh, drunk people well, yeah, we that, had that smell experience. like alcohol. Yeah, we did too. We had but... that, uh, the theater that Matt and I just came from, from Age of Ultron. They sell beer and wine and uh, Heathen and I went and saw a Winter Soldier, and the guy next to us was just drinking his margarita or whatever and spit it all over the person in front of him because he got so excited about Bucky being the Winter Soldier. <laughs> yeah, but they also had like a six-month-old right next to us. Who it didn't? was just a... It, who didn't the baby look, was fine. Yeah, because, you know, they were giving the him a little sips of alcohol, too, in between. Yeah, I don't know. Nice. But uh, Regal Cinema is also serious about enhancing uh, theater... Uh, going experience they are working on um, accommodating luxury seating which will feature reclining seats Um, they're also actively looking to acquire other theaters for ongoing growth we just came from a theater has reclining seats yeah no big deal regal's behind the behind the times Uh, apparently amc is doing the same thing just don't buy the busbies Apparently, AMC theaters are also um, trying to uh, put in the luxury seating. I mean... It is nice. It is nice, but... And, and people should be doing it because that is, you know, a, a calling thing. But, you know, get with the times. The biggest... The, the only thing that I could say is if if they're going to... If you're going to pay the extra for um, going to those kind of theaters is the ushers really need to be active. I mean, they do the whole 
spew in the beginning saying if you're on your phone we really are going to kick you out or if you're being obnoxious we're really going to kick you out they really need to be there yeah so this the theater we went to now it it reminds me of the arc light in la and i was talking to one of my coworkers about the arc light and they're really serious about that and they do enforce that kind of thing and it's 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 sort of a culture because the people that go to the arc light understand they go there because they want to enjoy the movie they you never see kids there. I've never seen kids at the Arc Light, and it's just it's just a kind of culture yeah. that when you go in, you're expected. It's where like actors and directors go see movies in Hollywood when they're not seeing it at their home theaters or whatever. It's the place to see it. So part of it's just culture. Mm-hmm. Um, the girl next to me that was actually there's a bunch of coworkers that happened to sit next to me, and uh, the one next to me, she was another open mouth popcorn eater, and I kept going. <laughs> And then she kept screaming like every time something would happen. I was like, I've never heard anyone scream during the Avengers. But well, this one—the only thing that really annoyed me tonight was um, all the people that kept getting up and walking in behind and out of us, the theater. Yeah. So I made a mistake. I chose actually pretty shitty seats. So Heathen was kind of lucky she didn't go, and um, Eugene and Joyce were lucky that they got Matt seats because he pretty much picked the better seats. I got the the seats I got for the uh, Miziaki movie, the cartoon, were way close. I had seats like that, which made the 3D in action kind of hard to follow. I kind of mm. fucked up. but So we'll go back and see it. Well, next is six on-screen fictional drinks that will actually get you drunk. So we're going from the cake to the green. Okay. Uh, number six, the Tootsie Roll from How I Met Your Mother. This is the slutty pump- from the Slutty Pumpkin um, episode. From the first season of How I Met Your Mother. Okay, what's in it? The cocktail is... The ingredients is one part Kahlua and one part root beer. Um, I haven't made too many drinks with root beer. I've heard of a lot, and I think I've heard of this one with Kahlua and root beer, and I think it's not a fictional drink. I think it is an actual drink, Kahlua and root beer. Well... The first season, it's been a long time, so it probably is a real drink by now. I'm sure someone's made it before. Okay, drink number two? No, drink number five. Drink number oh. five? <laughs> uh, the Skittle Brow from The Simpsons. It would be from the episode Bart Star, Okay. where Homer first mentioned the drink to Apu. Um, Apu, Apu. Apu. Mm-hmm, from the Quickie Mart? Yeah. So what's in the Skittle Skittle Brow? I don't recall it. Beer and Skittles. All right. I think I've had that drink before, too. I think I've done that one in my 20s. Um, On purpose or? Yeah, just, you know, when you're like 22, you don't fucking care. You're like, I'm going to put some Skittles in my Budweiser. Number four, the Thanks Teeny from How I Met Your Mother. Uh, Barney, it's a fun, delicious new novelty drink that he invented, cranberry juice Potato vodka and a bullion cube. Bullion cube. Sounds like Heathen's <laughs> already part, had a couple things. Thanks, teenies. One part vodka, one two parts cranberry juice and a bullion cube. So it's a vodka cranberry with a bullion cube in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the number three is the Old Spanish from Thirty Rock. Mm-hmm. That's the uh, Matthew Broderick drink. Mm-hmm. From Thirty Rock. Uh, so it would be red wine tonic water and olives now i've heard of um uh 
people have had dirt, the older dirty beers where they'll have olives and beers. I've never really tried it. I don't know how, how good it is to have a briny beer, but it sounds extra gross to have a briny wine to me. I could see the tonic in, in wine may not be that bad. I think I've had that as well. Yeah, the guy that wrote the article said it was pretty gross. Briny. I guess it's more about getting you drunk than mm-hmm. actually tasting good. Well, the I think the idea was it's a stupid drink, and, and a lot of these, the idea, I think, is to be gross. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, because uh, Jack, Jack Donaghy, uh, uh, what, you know, he's like, what the fuck are you drinking? Is that <laughs> red wine and tonic juice and olive? And Matthew Broderick says, <laughs> yeah, it's an old Spanish. <laughs> Number two, the Flaming Mo. Oh, everyone knows this one. It's the drink that Homer invented that Mo stole that made him famous. Uh, yeah, but that's got like cough syrup in mm-hmm. it, so that's yeah. going to get you high. Little, bit, yeah. little bits <laughs> left in their liquor bottles and children's cough syrup. Yeah, it's like a suicide with children's cough syrup. <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually read the story, too, and the guy said he uh, he drank one of these and doesn't remember finishing it, but it was gone when he woke up. <laughs> Right, was that one? That was the one, right? That he drank and doesn't remember finishing it. Um. Okay, that's all right. Go ahead. <laughs> next one. No, he was talking. Okay, it's all right. Go over the next one. Well, he said um, the red eye cocktail. Okay, that's what he said. Yeah. Which is, is that the last drink? Yeah, beer, tomato juice, one egg, and Advil. <laughs> if there's any lesson you should take away from this, it's that your parents were right. Do not try anything you see on TV, or you will die. So, what drink was that from? Because I didn't ca- was that from the movie Cocktail? Cocktail, yeah. Okay, I thought so. I couldn't remember. It's been so long since I've seen Cocktail, even though it's our uh, lead-in into Cocktail Quarter, conveniently enough. But not really, because I have one more. Oh, oh, you have one more. Yeah, because I have three, right? <laughs> Or I, we can just skip no. this one because <laughs> yeah, it's Kevin. not really, it's not really a whole lot. <laughs> I thought you had five cocktails. No, I have three newses. I know. I didn't say you were done with the news. <laughs> okay, but you were leading into cocktail corner. Do you nope, want to? Wasn't leading into cocktail corner. Because <laughs> hmm. our next segment is the Avengers. So anyway, the last one is April showers bring May flowers, and May flowers bring allergies. Hmm. Also pilgrims. The point is, why not keep pollen at bay while you watch a movie? Here are five new to Netflix films to check out this month. Legally Blonde. Uh, Jimmy. All is by my side. The Last Waltz. Uh, Fruitville Station and Inglorious Bastards. They're all gonna be. Oh, I'd see Inglorious uh, Bastards again. That's I've only on seen that Netflix. movie once. Yeah. And um, I've been wanting to rewatch it. Although I've been wanting to rewatch Django too, and that's been in my queue for a while, and I never, never rewatched that. But Inglorious Bastards, I especially wanted to rewatch. I left the, uh, especially the first half of the movie. That towards the end when he's burning down the theater, I don't know, kind of loses me a little bit, but. Um, well, they're all going to be on Netflix. Fantastic. I heard you say a word. I was trying to find the sounder, but I couldn't find it. <laughs> it wasn't actually the bad word. I was just going to play it. Um, Bastard? No. You know the word. So uh, here's a... Because um, it's been a whole 
a whole year and like to celebrate all the people that have been on the show. We did see Age of Ultron with uh, Wishing Wells and with Eugene. So here's a little bit of what they had to say on the matter. All right, Wishing Wells, give us some thoughts on the Avengers movie. Um, it was slow. It was exciting. Robert Downey Jr.'s face was 30 feet wide. I loved it. Give us some thoughts on the Avengers movie, Eugene. I thought it was different from the first. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I'm going to give my five seconds. It has absolutely zero spoilers, so don't worry if you haven't seen (laughs) the Avengers yet, as we just saw it. Um... First two-thirds of the movie, I felt like they were really just setting up for other stories, for other movies. It felt like they, they, I, I got bored at places because I just felt like they were just trying to force in so much to set up the universe for future things. And then the last third was like the kick-ass kind of action and, and, and the part I enjoyed. That's all I'm going to say because I know not everyone else has seen it. Anything that you want to add that's non-spoilerly, Matt? Uh, I liked it better than Winter Soldier and... Uh, uh, yeah, it was good. It was worth seeing. I thought it was fantastic. Well, we plan on our. I think we're gonna go see it again so that Heathen can see it because she's a chump. But um, and I'd like to see it again because I picked bad bad seats and it was hard to see some of the stuff. <laughs> some people have responsibilities. Oh yeah, responsibilities by giving people forty five days to get the evening free to go see the movie. Anyways. Work is work. <laughs> hmm. All right. We're going to, uh, I don't know if everyone's going to be able to hear this in the background, but we're going to take in a trailer. This is the new Vin Diesel movie called The Last Witch Hunter. Have they, either one of you guys seen the trailer for this yet? Nope. Okay, let's check it out. I haven't either. <laughs> I've been reading the history of your life. And I've written my fair share of it. But your story has no end. You are the greatest soldier of the Axon Cross. In a war between our world so confused through half of this scene so that reminds me of a movie i've seen before that is um oops let's get out of here like something out of like the 90s like i can't uh, place it but so basically this preview it's vin diesel and he uh is recruited by sam ancient ancient order of hunters it's in modern times because he goes into a room that's full of guns and stuff like michael kane and then they're going to fight things. <laughs> right? 
<laughs> Did that trailer make you want to see more human? I like the English guy. Michael Caine? Yeah. I'm not a... I um, do like him. I'm not a big... Uh, like, I think Vin Diesel's probably an interesting guy in real life. And um, I liked him as Groot. And I uh, think I've liked him in a couple things. I'm just not like yeah, a big not... Vin Diesel. He's not that charismatic to me. He doesn't... Re- oh, I, I know a lot of people like Pitch Black. Or well, I think my he... son will really like the movie. Yeah, I was just saying, like, Pitch Black. I mean, he doesn't really have to act a whole lot. He's a hardened criminal who basically doesn't have to show any expression at all. He Maybe just... for younger people. Yeah. But I mean, there, there, uh, you still need a certain amount of charisma because if you look at the early Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, he didn't say a whole lot because they didn't really want him to because he can't speak. Uh, but like, he was captivating to watch though because I don't know, he didn't have to say a whole lot. Like the first Terminator, they just gave him these throwaway lines like "I'll be back" and they became iconic <laughs> lines, you know. And then, have you seen the new Terminator? It's not interesting either. <laughs> You're not interested either. I know I'm not. <laughs> I'm just fooling. But I bring stuff to the table. I do. What would you, what would be your line? I'm gay and amusing. What would be your line if you were in an action movie? Um, what would you say to people? Hmm. Cope with it. No. <laughs> I would say... Probably something like banker worthy, like uh Take that to the bank. You've been yeah. audited. Yeah. That would <laughs> be what's awesome. your verbal password or what's your credit score or something. Those aren't stupid. very I don't know, I just got off of work. I don't Your check bounced yeah. permanently. You're overdrawn, bitch. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. There you go. There. I like it. All right. What's our next segment, Heathen? Oh. One moment, please. We've got a new sponsor. There you go. (laughs) I apologize for any inconvenience I may have caused you. That would be my statement. (laughs) Just Uh, kidding. That's awful. (laughs) That's worthy of an Adam Sandler movie. (laughs) I think it's time to punch a baby. Yeah, that's fine to hit this baby. That's two punches you get. I'm not drinking any don't time. Don't hit me. Well, I don't have got... anything. Thanks. Newcastle right there. <sighs> so, Beer Maker Matt says is his first time trying a Henry Weinhardt's beer. What do you make of that one? What are you drinking? The Is that the uh, Red Boar or which one is that one? This is the Blue Boar. Blue Boar. It's the yeah. Pale Ale. He is kind of a boar. It's nothing amazing, but it's uh, pretty tasty. Yeah, it's eight. It's eight eighty eight for a twelve pack, which is pretty cheap. Back when I was uh, living with my roommate, used to be able to get a twelve pack for like five or six bucks, and I would just I had a whole large not a not, not like a beverage refrigerator, but a whole large refrigerator. I probably had like seventy Henry Weinharts in there because they were so 888? cheap. Eight eighty eight. That's a steal. It is a steal, but it, <laughs> where'd you get it? But at that point, when it's eight eighty eight, it makes me not want to buy it because I remember when I used to be able to get it for like six bucks. Where'd you get it? Winco. That's fantastic. All right. <laughs> Let's um, go to our next sponsor. It's not Winco. Today's episode is brought to you by Courage. Public speaking used to get me worried, but I opened up a can of Courage and now look at me. What else can Courage help you with? Um, sir, Mr. Krieger, if I skip lunch, may I go home an hour early? My daughter is sick and needs to be picked up from school. Dixon, you little nut. 
Do you have time to be speaking to me? There's important corporate work to be done. Wow, that Mr. Krieger is a real D-word. Let's see what happens after Dixon gets a little bit of courage in her. Mr. Krieger, I'm taking the rest of the day off. Dixon? I'm taking the rest of the day off and the rest of the week. I had one of the IT guys install spy software on your computer. We know what you've been looking at. Well done, Dixon. But what else can courage do? Can it help me get naked in front of strangers? Mmm, try it. Mmm, wee! Will it help me tell my parents about what I've been doing in their basement? Sure it will. But better keep that a secret for now, Jimmy. I don't think it's time yet. Courage can do so many things and more. Ah, that's some tasty courage. Get yours today. So here's a little secret that everyone might know is our sponsors aren't actually real sponsors. And um, What? We, uh, that's preposterous. We, we first did the Courage commercial as a live read at Comic-Con in front of our live studio audience of four people. And apparently they were really confused about what was happening. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Who cares? So, so we've been keeping that courage, courage, courage script around for a little while, so we could uh, get it in the bank. But it'd been it uh, it taken us a while until the Hustler uh, podcast to get um, hoo ha and wishing wells back in the game. So pretty neat, huh? It was super duper. Now Thank you, know. you for asking, Dixon. <laughs> <laughs> so let's head on into cocktail corner. I see America drinking the fabulous cocktails I make. America's getting yeah. stinking on something I stir or shake. Have a drink! <laughs> so, we're in Cocktail Corner. Uh, I, I didn't drink in March, so we had a lot of uh, stocked up things. Uh, something that we, we didn't... Uh, I, yeah, I guess we did it last year. I know we did it two years ago. Is we infused some drinks, uh, some alcohols during March while we were waiting. So we did in April. In April, yeah. So we did three. Tell us about the three um, alcohols that we infused this past April, Heathen. We did a. Um, well, this one here is a honey with a. So we've got first we've got a um, a green tea okay. uh, vodka. I haven't done this before. You uh, we took a a liter of vodka. You want to do two or three tea bags. Um, you can kind of wait. A lot of these infusions you do for a month, but the tea you don't want to leave in more than twenty four hours because the tea bag will will fall apart. You want to put in two or three tea bags overnight, and then I put in a couple teaspoons of honey, which isn't a whole lot for um, a liter. So we made one of those. This green tea is actually a green tea and pomegranate. We also did a... A peep. A peep vodka. Mm-hmm. And I was just showing Beer Maker at that, and I said I thought it was interesting that um, 30 days, basically a whole 30 days, the peeps didn't fully dissolve. The first half hour, hour, they uh, crumbled pretty good. And then, and actually, because the, the, one thing I thought was cool is the peeps actually floated on top like ducks. Like, I think like, it's like just going to taste like sugar. I think it's just the the color. Yeah, whatever. And then what was the third one, Ethan? The milk dud. 
that yeah. I love. And that one we'll, we'll have to uh, do, some, do some filtering out on. So we're um, going to make a drink today, uh, a drink I came up with called the Laura Palmer. It's a twist on the Arnold Palmer. Of course, Laura, Laura Palmer, the, um, the catalyst of the Twin Peaks show. So we're going to do, um, we'll make, should we do, should we do a full on triple? We'll do, we'll do full, full shares. Okay. So what I need is, um, in that shaker, we're going to, we're going to make a, a, uh, a, a, a triple, a triple concoction for the three of us. And we're going to pour it in a shaker. Although normally you would just build this over ice. We're just going to do it in the shaker to make it easy. So uh, normally, if you're making one serving uh, for yourself, you're going to do two and a half ounces of this vodka. So what is three times that? That is uh, five, seven and a half ounces. So about eight ounces of the green tea vodka. I don't know how easy it's going to... One, oh, there's a little tea bag in here. Two, three. Tea bagging. So two... So pour it up to eight. Two, four, six, eight. Eight. Mm -hmm. That's eight. Yeah. Two, four, six, eight. This is going to be fun. So uh, the full recipe, if you're making one drink, it's going to be two and a half ounces of vodka, half an ounce of triple sec, and four ounces of lemonade. So again, we're tripling this. So we just did about our eight ounces of vodka. Now we're going to want to put in our um, ounce and a half of triple sec. Um... And you're going to build this over ice. We're just putting this all together in one drink so we can measure them out separately in our in our drinks. But I suppose you could shake this and make it martini style. But um, a, a uh, so we're doing like what four, two ounces. Oh, okay, an ounce and a half or two ounces, and then four ounces of lemonade. So twelve twelve ounces of of lemonade. And then the garnish is two limes to go with the Twin Peaks, to give the illusion of Twin Peaks. Um, just, uh, it's going to be like two of those. So, and then you can just pour those evenly between the glasses. Give it maybe a little bit of a swirl. We're not going to shake it or anything. And... I'm kind of curious about what the vodka tasted like on its own. As I said, you can do um, you could do probably up to four tea bags. I only did two because I didn't want to get like a super strong tea taste. Just enough, just enough. And uh, I would recommend doing these in Collins glasses. Where we're not doing these in Collins glasses because we're doing more of a a sampler size. All right, Heathen, anything that, you, or either one of you guys, anything you want to drink to? The Kentucky Derby. Okay, <laughs> we'll drink to the Kentucky Derby. I'll drink to that. So does it taste like an Arnold Palmer? It smells nice. It's yeah. um 
I don't know. It's not bad. I always say that, and then people are like, that's not really selling it, the way I say it. The way I say it. It's, um, it's good. It's almost, it's maybe, um, maybe it didn't need the triple sec, maybe just the lemonade and the... Yeah, I don't think anything ever needs triple sec. Okay, well... You can sweeten it some other way. I guess you can't make a... Uh... I mean, you, it definitely gives it a little bit more sweeter citrusy than you get from, like, the, the lemonade. Yeah. But I think the lemonade and the honey would have mm. given it enough There's sweet. not a whole lot of honey in the... Just for me, but... Yeah, I mean, you need triple sec for some things. Like what? Uh, Long Island iced tea. Not really. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just my margaritas. Mm. Yeah, that would be this would be dangerous for me. So yeah, um, actually, Danger. once I got down to the ice, it did Watch have a nice yourself. mix with the uh, with the lime. If you put your lime in the drink, and then you kind of um, once the ooh, and you get like a little bit of hint of the honey, it's good. My um, I definitely I definitely like the uh, towards the end. <clears throat> nice. Not make another round then. It's um, so it's it's just sort of a variation of a limoncello almost, because limoncellos can be pretty dangerous too. It's good. I liked it. Um. All right. What do we have next on the agenda here? We have. Do you need a? Uh, do you need a beverage even or anything? Good. Um, I've got a full beer. So we're ready to play a game. Our first game of the new season, of the new round of the picture show. It is like a lot of our games. I've got some questions. And your guys' ring... I'm going to lose it. Your guys' ring in, (laughs) Heathen. What is your favorite superhero? Oh my god. Does Daisy Duke? I don't think Daisy Duke is considered. Well, a she's kind of a superhero. She was like a superhero okay. when I was. She wasn't okay, a never mind. Wonder Woman. Okay. Beer maker Matt, favorite superhero? Uh, probably be Spider Man. Okay, these will be your ring ins uh, Wonder Woman and Spider Man. So, our quiz today, since we took the whole month of April off, we're going to do a review of April. See how well you remember what happened in the last 30 days. So if you know, I'm going to read the question. If you know the answer to the question, ring in with your superhero. Got it? I have. Oh, um, try to keep try to keep score because there's 13 questions. Do you have a pen? You guys you can share or whatever. You can keep track for you can yeah. keep track for Matt. So, question number one. You guys ready? C. Okay. Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 was the second highest grossing film for April at just $45 million. The number one grossing film for April took in nearly $324 million. Perhaps Paul Blart needed more fast cars and CGI dead people. Spider-Man. Oh, dang it. Spider-Man. Fast and Furious 7? Yeah, Furious 7. Yeah. <laughs> one point for Beer Maker Matt. Score two. I don't remember which number it was. <laughs> Furious 7. In April... We found out in issue 40 of the all-new X-Men that this original X-Men is homosexual. Which of the original X-Men did we find out in April 
has been gay all these years since the 70s? Uh, Spider-Man? Spider-Man? Gambit? Nope, he was not an original X-Man. Heathen, any guess? Um, I can't see if he's in the picture over there. It's Iceman. Uh, Iceman is gay. (laughs) Although not quite April, March 31st released Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, issue number 44, where this major character dies. Who died in issue 44? This is not fair. Take a guess. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Splinter. Hmm. That's a good guess. That's what I guessed. Do you have a guess, Ethan? No. The answer is Donatello. I was going to say that. Uh, I was really going to say that. Fantastic. You didn't. (laughs) Try ringing in next time instead of taking nine minutes of airtime. We are at one to zero. Question number four. No joke, on April 1st, 2015, California Governor Jerry Brown announced mandatory restrictions on what? Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Water. Water is correct. (laughs) The score is now two to zero. Uh, Question number five. April 5th, in Sichuan, China, Shi Mei and Lulu broke the record for the longest mating session uh, ever recorded for their species. At 18 minutes and 3 seconds. Spider-Man. Spider-Woman. Spider-Man. Panda. Damn it. Yeah, giant panda. They broke the mating record. (laughs) I was waiting to see if you had any other (sighs) question in there. (laughs) Question number six. April 6th. April 6th sees a new NCAA basketball men's champion with a final score of 68 to 63. Who is the new NCAA basketball men's champion? You guys don't know it. It is Duke. Question number seven. On April 11th, Barack Obama meets with the leader of another country, marking the first time in over 50 years that leaders from these two countries... Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Cuba. Cuba is correct. Bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I let you have that one. No, you didn't. April, April 12th. This former Secretary of State officially announces intention to seek the Democratic nomination for Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Uh, Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton is correct. (laughs) On April 14th, the EU announces plans to file charges against which American internet giant? Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Google? Google is correct. We're all tied up. (laughs) Hmm. April 15th, a mailman from Florida was arrested after landing a small gyrocopter where? Spider-Man. Spider-Man. On the White House lawn. Yeah. Capital oh, West fuck. front lawn. That is correct. I you. Scorekeeper? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> we have three more questions. On April 18th, which of these following were not inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Is it A, Pearl Jam, P, B, Green Day, C, Lou Reed, or D, Ringo Starr? Who was not inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame on April 18th? Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Pearl Jam. That is correct. (laughs) Yes! Green Day was, but Pearl Jam wasn't? Wow. April 28th. John Jones is stripped of his title after his alleged involvement in a hit-and-run incident. John Jones is stripped of his title from what sport? Oh, uh, shit. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. 
Baseball. That is incorrect. Spider-Man football. Nope. <laughs> John Jones is fights for the UFC. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I wanted to say boxer, but I didn't think that was right. Final question. April 30th, NASA's Messenger spacecraft crashes into what heavenly body after surpassing its one-year primary mission by three years? On April 30th, NASA's Messenger spacecraft crashes into what heavenly body? Um, Spider-Man? Spider-Man. Europa? Nope. Do you have a guess, even? Heavenly body? The answer is Mercury. So what is the final score, Heathen? Or tied. Oh, I do not have a tiebreaker question. Go shampoo. Ah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> well? Um, yeah, go ahead, I guess. I will count it out. Uh, one, two. We'll shoot it on three, okay? One, two, three. Mm-mm-mm. Fuck. Matt gets the sticker out of the Rochambeau. <laughs> I need to start coming up with bonus questions. <laughs> All right, Matt. Remember to have your sticker. And I did really good though. <laughs> My answers were really good. How many I'm did you? How many myself. did you get out of thirteen? Uh, we got eight out of thirteen. <laughs> how many did you get out of? Th- well, you said you did really good. Okay, let's head into feature presentation. <laughs> I'm proud of us. <laughs> I like this drink. We gladly present to you. I think that should make some more. The lime and the honey. Feature presentation. So every week in feature presentation, we take a movie we saw at the Sierra Nevada Movie Club and we use it as a jumping off point. For conversation. This past Tuesday, we saw the movie The Age of Adeline, starring Blake Lively. Here is a brief synopsis. A young woman, born at the turn of the 20th century, is rendered ageless after an accident. After many solitary years, she meets a man who complicates the eternal life she has settled into. Uh, Blake Lively stars in this. Originally, um... Natalie Portman was offered the role. Also, Katherine Heigl was set to play the lead role, but then she dropped out to spend time with her family. And we were left with Blake Lively. Uh, When we came out of the theater, a lot of people said that they were, uh, including me, was surprised um, because I thought Blake Lively did. I thought she was one of the better parts of the film, and I was a little surprised because I... um, couldn't think of where she was from besides Gossip Girl. I had to look it up. She she had some really minor parts in some um, other movies. I don't think she'd really ever starred in anything of note. She was part of that big um, phone nudity um, uh, thing that came out, I think, last year. Or <laughs> where all the naked pictures came out, the okay. phone hacker. I, I checked them out today because I didn't know who she was at the time. Um <laughs> Also, the other thing I want to say about it is there's certain people, uh, the, the girl, I don't know who the girl is, but she's the, the, the young star of Tomorrowland. There's certain female actresses I just don't think are going to age very well. I don't think, even though Blake Lively's got a pretty hot body, her, her face for her age is already starting to look haggard. I, you know, she's going to be one of those girls when she's like 40 is going to not look so great, I think. Anyway, Blake Lively, everybody. 
<laughs> also had Harrison Ford as a uh, creepy and confused looking old uh, man. I was reading that he uh, there's a mistake in the movie that they left in where he's giving a speech about uh, their anniversary and he addresses his wife and he addresses her as her real name instead of the character's name, but they left it in because uh, who really cares? It's Harrison Ford. <laughs> So one thing I thought was kind of interesting in this movie and kind of creeped me out. Overall, I generally liked the movie. It was, um, yeah, it was a romantic movie. It was kind of a chick flick, but it, it kind of reminded me of more of a fairy tale than like a true, um, you know, regular romantic movie. And most fairy tales are, are romances, really, but with the narrator and everything. But but uh, there's two things that kind of creeped me out a little bit. One was, was Harrison Ford. I, he, I just thought he was really creepy in the movie. And then the second thing was, so this chick lived to be at least 109 that we saw, and um, she uh, pumped Harrison Ford, and then she pumped Harrison Ford's son. If you were ever in a situation like that, like, could you do that? Well, it's okay for guys to do it, but it's not okay for girls, apparently, So, according to you. if I... <laughs> <clears throat> pumped you and then a few years later I pumped your daughter that would be okay with me I think I would feel kind of gross about that well a lot of guys do it they do mm-hmm. they fuck moms and then they fuck their daughters yeah it's called the graduate yeah. well I've heard of the other way around a little bit but you know I mean that's it's okay happened. for guys is it yeah huh okay like I didn't know it was thing. right for guys I thought that was I think it seems kind of hmm. gross oh yeah I'm just pretending I've never heard that before what? Like where have you been? Wasn't there? Like I a, couldn't do that. There I think was that's a, disgusting. There was a movie that not was saying you couldn't do it. You've never heard it. It just seems like that would really not just pump them. Like okay, I suppose maybe I could. It's one thing to say it's unacceptable, but you've never heard that before. Um, I've heard I've heard of moms okay. trying to seduce <clears throat> their girlfriend's daughter, boyfriend, but not just the pumping. So I can understand the pumping, but. Falling in love. So I don't know if I could fall in love with someone and be like, you're the bee's knees and everything, and then fall in love with their daughter and like not imagine the relationship and be in love with both of them. Well, if you if you fell into the the script and you fell into the storyline, it's not like it, it meant to happen that way. It still just seemed gross. If that happened to me and I found out, I'd be like... Because there was one time that... Even, and this is not as bad, but it happened that my brother and I were with the same girl. And that disgusted me as soon as I found out. Because I was like, I don't want to be anywhere where my brother's dick has been. So you were the sloppy second? Yeah, it was like two years apart. But <laughs> but that's still not the same as falling in love, though. Well... <clears throat> The only difference that I can think of, if you're going with the storyline, is that he was the dad. And he loved his son so much and loved her so much that was then he was like... I didn't really buy that part either. But I'm just saying if that happened to you, you, you could do that though? I didn't say I could do it. That's, I was that was just my saying, question. Okay. Mm-hmm. No. What about you, Matt? Could you fall in love with someone with a with a woman with a forty uh, year old woman and then fall in love with her twenty year old daughter? Uh, I couldn't say yeah one way or the other because I've never been in that situation. Although Woody Allen kind of did it. You have to go with the storyline, though. 
I'm he not thought... talking about the storyline. I'm talking about you. Okay, no. No. I, I I don't see myself as being able to do that, but at the same time I I wouldn't put it past anybody. Or even I mean, who knows. No, if it was I mean, you can't if that like really happened, I don't think I could really tell my kid not to do it. Or maybe maybe for the girl I don't think I could do it. Maybe for the girl in that scenario is not as hard. So for me, okay, so if I'm the son in that situation, I don't know if I could be with a woman thinking, Wow, my dad totally used to plow you. Yeah. Like, like and be okay with that. Be like, man, my dad plowed you all the time back in the day. I wonder what that was like. I mean, that would just f- fucking creep me out. No, I think the the love thing would probably creep me out more than the, the sex yeah. thing. So yeah, and wondering, and and especially as creepy as Harrison Ford was in it in the yeah. in the deck, because because even the kid in the movie was just like, "What are you doing? What's wrong with you? Stop mm-hmm. following her around." Mm-hmm. And, I, and I I think you're right. There was mm-hmm. ulterior motives with him trying to get his her to stay with his son. Mainly to get her to stick around. Mm-hmm. I mean, generally, I like the movie. I just thought that part was kind of weird. And in real life, I'm not sure. I mean, I guess love is love, and you can fall in love with anything. It just seemed like that it would. Um, the out of all those three people, I think the hardest would be the the kid. So what about this? So there was a Jennifer Aniston was in a movie that was kind of like a follow up to The Graduate, where she sought out and had sex with the guy. So the guy had sex with. The mom, the daughter, and the granddaughter. Oh, wow. So, what's the question? Yeah, I was just... (laughs) (laughs) That's something else to think about. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I think my first question was kind of messed up. Yeah, it's not that big of a deal to fuck a a mom and a daughter or to fuck a dad and a son. Um, It's just a love thing. And then being okay with it as the dad or the son, I think. Being the person that's pulling the trifecta is not really that weird i guess although the love part again i think makes it weird i don't really understand how woody allen adopted a a, a, a someone and divorced his wife Uh. and then started pumping his daughter but i guess that's an extra weird thing so uh going along with the movie adeline uh, she doesn't age. She's not really immortal because, and I was kind of surprised that she only had one scar after living 109 years, that she only had one scar on her arm, on her hand because people have a lot of stuff that happens to her. So she wasn't immortal. She just didn't age in a normal way. What was the, the mole on her face too? Would have given like, it, it given that away like instantly. Oh it, yeah. Well, oh yeah. I was just, I was just saying that she wasn't immortal. She just wasn't aging. Right. Um, but how long how long do you think you'd be all right with with being in that situation? How long would you like to not age and be okay with that? I mean one uh going back a little bit before you answer one thing that again that was weird because she she was acting like it was like this um burden, but again, mm-hmm. she wasn't a immor- mortal she could have killed herself at any time i guess i would I would say you know when you're what happened to her is uh, her kid was getting old. See, I would say, I would say, uh, for me, about twenty years. You'll only want to be immortal for twenty years. Yeah, because if my kid twenty, thirty years, so not a hundred nine. No, because you know I don't want to see my kid 
being old, uh, 60 years old and me being 29. No, I don't want to do that. So in the movie, do you think possibly, and again, this is just guessing because we don't know the story. So her, her kid was uh, uh, getting ready to go to like a retirement kind of home. Do you think Adeline would have maybe killed herself after her kid died? Or do you think she would have kept on living? Had she not found Well, I guess reasons. the question would be, could she kill herself? Well, I think she could have. She got cut in scars from the tree. That's what I was saying. I don't think she was immortal. She just didn't age. Um, but how long, for you, Matt, how long would you like to, to not age for? Uh, I'd say probably at least 100 years. Yeah, I mean, the whole uh, watching people around you die... That wouldn't really, I don't think that would bother me that much for a hundred years. It wouldn't be that big of a deal. I wouldn't care seeing everyone around me die. I think it would get, so for her situation, it was hard because she couldn't ever um, have a companion because she couldn't give away her secrets or every 10 years she had to change. I think I could do that for a while, but if you get to 200, 300 years, I think it would start to get kind of lonely and you just feel out of your time period. But a hundred years, I I think a hundred years is a good, good time. Maybe 150, but that, yeah, maybe like that's so I'd I'd say at least 100, because that way you you get you know a good experience of kind of change. It takes about 100 years to for the human race to do some you know serious mm-hmm. changing. Well, please keep in mind that both of you guys don't have kids, so you wouldn't yeah, be watching your child yeah, die. That's definitely it's different. A little bit different. And I guess it would be different what what um, age you're stuck in. I mean, it would have been nicer to be stuck in age uh, like uh, like 24, 25 that she was in. But, you know, I'm not that old. She was 29. 29. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't mind being 29 for 100 so, years. Scientifically speaking, they, they have discovered the gene that kind of controls age. cell replication mm-hmm. and age. Um, so you could have a genetic mutation... You know, based on the billions of people that are on the earth, we could already have people that have that genetic mutation already and that are able to regenerate and pretty much live until they, you know, get shot in the head or whatever. Um, and genetically speaking, they would be able to have kids and pass that mm-hmm. trait on as well. Yeah. And I suppose um, you could potentially. Not cancer, but maybe some other diseases that would, would that would catch you in the end. I don't know what those would be, but interesting. So, uh, next question. A lot of this movie had to do with um, fate and coincidence. They even played the Bob Dylan song, Simple Twist of Fate. Of course, her getting in the situation of pumping the father and son um, is... You could almost say fate because one happened um, in, in separate parts of the country. Even if you believe in fate or don't believe in fate, have you ever had any experience with something that was just a super low probability coincidence? Even if it was a minor thing, like running into someone that you know on the other side of the country or something like that? Kind of. <clears throat> okay. I, you've actually mentioned some before. I mean, maybe not super low probability, but you want to talk about some that were kind of one of those small world type circumstances? or 
Not really. Okay. Well, fantastic. <laughs> Thanks for contributing. How about you, Matt? Uh, there's been several. I just I'm been trying to think of like a specific um, example, though. Uh, there's been like places where I've um, met people um, that I've you know worked with on cruise ships before, and mm-hmm. never even you know met them on the ship. But years later, you know, meet them and you know get to talking, and then realize you guys were on the same at the same place at the same time. Yeah, that kind of, that kind of reminds me of uh, they they've shown the things um, recently, well, somewhat recently within the last year, of like the people that were married that they go back and they look at a home yeah. video and they saw that they passed at Disneyland when they were like babies or like with their parents stuff like that yeah. that was just like on the other side of the country they just both happened to be at Disneyland and they didn't meet but they just like walked right by each other and then you know thirty years later they <clears throat> met each other and got married. That kind of stuff. I haven't had anything that big, but yeah, I've, like I said, I've, um, it's not that big of a thing because it's still California, but I've moved from Northern California to Southern California and just like walked into a a grocery store and run into people I went to high school with. Uh, when I went to Mardi Gras, um, it wasn't someone I knew, but Josh, my friend Josh, uh, in the airport, he just, we were going, uh, down an escalator and he just saw someone on the escalator with someone that he knew, like, we were there on vacation. This other person was leaving. We were coming, and he just happened to see him. I guess an airport's a easy way to do that kind of thing. Um, I'm trying to think of like some more uncommon ones of like meeting someone and be like, "Oh, I went to that school, or I worked at that job at the same time." I can't really think of any at the same time. Ethan, you're kind of weird and, and mumbo jumboy and and believe in and dumb stuff. Do you believe in fate at all? I mean, you must because you believe in horoscopes and all that garbage horoscopes <laughs> astrology not okay, horoscopes well, whatever it's the same thing <laughs> no it's not so you believe in you believe in fate you believe uh some things are are meant to be for a person certain things are pre predestined um no that's not what astrology is do about do you think some things are weighted in a, in a person's life to maybe not uh, for sure happen but be more likely to happen well, I don't think that's what fate is. What do you think fate is? Um, I think that uh, it's just you just happen to be at the right place at the right time. That's what fate is. It's not a predestination. You just that's what okay. fate is. Well, so. the way you describe fate is something I could believe in. You're in the right place at the right time. It's like luck. That's not fate. No. Um, not really. Hmm. It's hard to... Um, what's that movie? Um, Serendipity. Serendipity? Yeah. But did I say it wrong too? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Serendipity. It's not... I don't know. Serendipity. <laughs> I said it wrong. Okay. I said it wrong again. John Cusick. <laughs> so... Um, in this movie, uh, creepy, um, creepy Harrison Ford is on a path to become a doctor, and he doesn't really want to do it, and he probably would have kept doing it anyway, except for Adeline Bowman says, um, you know, just start over. And Harrison Ford thinks he's too old to start over, but Adeline says, no, just you have one life, just do it. And this isn't about fate, but he, um, he takes her advice, and he becomes a... Uh, astro- astronomer or something 
So have, have either of you ever been given life, quote, life-changing advice that you actually took? Any kind of uh, someone told you to do something, you said, you know what, I'll do that. And then it ended up maybe putting you in a whole different path, a whole different direction of what could have been. Mm, no, I'm more of a kind of figure it out on my own. So if somebody may have said, you know, think about this and mm-hmm. then, you know, I just put it off. And then, you know, several years later, thought to myself, oh, maybe what if I, you know, started approaching it like this? So it was more like they planted a seed that you thought about yeah. more than really. Yeah. My dad's done a few it. things like that on how to, you know, mainly um, work with people and deal with people. How about you, Heathen? Any advice that uh, that you've taken and possibly uh, steered your course, you know, the course of your life in a in a way that it may not have ended up being? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, my move to Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I would have done that if I hadn't have had some advice of you know you're young you don't have any ties and this might be a new adventure and go try it have it's uh, just you and go live it have have either one of you given uh advice that may have steered someone's life in a in a course that uh, that that person may not have gone in probably uh, don't you're not sure though i'm pretty sure i have don't, can't think of any examples offhand. <clears throat> I don't know. I I couldn't tell you. There's been a few friends that I've given advice to, and they, you know, just decided to ignore it, and then did whatever they were going to do anyways, which is fine. Yeah. You never really know. I mean, you can't. Sometimes you can know. Well, unless somebody says, "Hey, thanks for your advice." I mean, I can't. When people give you, when you get advice or you give advice, you're just bouncing off ideas. You're just sounding off, and doesn't mean you're going to take somebody somebody's advice. You're well, just... for example, for me, um, I went to China, and then I told uh, Mike and Eugene they should come to China, and Eugene came to China, and then he ended up marrying someone, and then brought her back to America, and now they have two kids. If I had never gone to China, I don't think Eugene would have went to China and gotten married to a Chinese girl, and I think his life could be totally different right now. He could be a millionaire in San Diego. Who knows? It's not necessarily advice. It's more like um, opportunity. Um, I, I wouldn't really consider that advice as much as like advice I think would have been more like me staying here and saying, hey, you should really go out to China. Because having opportunities or choices is a little bit different than advice. But yeah, I mean, um, no one really gave me the advice. I'm more like Matt, right? Where I steer my my whole thing. But I always think about what would have happened had I not gone to China either. It just seems like a whole, uh, that domino effect of a lot of things. Because um, I was studying film and I was working on movies and I was living in Southern California and I was doing all kinds of stuff. And had I not gone to China, I have no idea what my... I, wouldn't be in Reno now, probably. No. Interesting. Had I not done a lot of things, I wouldn't be here. On this earth? Well, people can't see you nod your head at home. 
So, Heathen, thanks for following along. Let's go to the ranks. Are you ready for the ranks? Yeah. <laughs> the five. So, who, who wants to do the ranks? You guys want to do these together? Or does anyone want to take the lead on this? Yeah, I don't remember what it was. It is. I have five things to rank themed with May. We have the Mayflower. Aunt May from Spider-Man fame, May West, John Mayer, Floyd Mayweather Jr., who is fighting the Pacquiao tomorrow, and a good and a good boxing match should be. It's a high-ticket item to see that match. Any of you guys want to rank those five things? Uh, I'll let Matt do it. All right, I Matt. will just put my two cents in, and I'm gonna say. Uh, the boxing match and John Mayer. Or what? Should be uh, John Mayer number one, boxing match number two. <laughs> okay, well that's your advice, Matt. How do you? How would you like to rank those? Given, given that life changing advice. <laughs> uh, you gonna start with the five, or you gonna start with the one? We'll start with five. Okay, five being the least worthy. Mm-hmm. Okay, what would be your number five on there? Are these going to be like your favorite things? or? Uh, no, I'm thinking more of um, they're worth to society. Okay, worth to society. That'll be, that'll, be, that'll be tough. I would think the Mayflower would be up, up on the list then. But what's your number five? Um... If I'm gonna go on base society, probably Peter Parker's Aunt May. She's not very worthy. She has no worth to society. Aunt May. <laughs> she's. Got, I mean, she's uh, affected little boys, you know, all over the United States, but not as much as Uncle Ben. Yeah. Uh, Number four. Probably May West. May West. Yeah. She was a sex symbol for her time, which meant that she was plump with titties. Number three? Uh, probably Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather, he just said that he was greater than Muhammad Ali, which Mike Tyson said, you're delusional. <laughs> okay, that's all I have to say about that. Number two? I think I want to change my opinion, and I don't like that. Because if he's going to say... He's delusional, and he probably is. Uh, yeah, I like Mike Tyson calling people delusional. Yeah. That's fun. Number two? <laughs> uh, it's got to be... Ah, oh, man. What are we down to? John Mayer and the Mayflower? Yeah. Who's more important to society? I'd, I'd say John Mayer probably actually affected more people, but it, I don't really think you know a, song, a singer, songwriters. John Mayer. How is that possible? The Mayflower because he brought, affected more people. The Mayflower brought forty people new. To the he's to waiting the, on a world to change. Yeah, the, we're talking the, about colonizing America. The Mayflower wasn't the first group and wouldn't be the last either. Exactly. Yeah, but they helped. Kill and the it's Indians. just hearsay. <laughs> it's just hearsay. Now you have like a conspiracy theory about. There is. It's oh a whole. God. Yeah. See. <laughs> 
<sighs> you need your own conspiracy podcast. But I would say uh, John Mayer and then Mayflower, number one. Mm-mm. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's your ranks. <laughs> <laughs> let's, go, let's go into Let's Go. I feel like I'm forgetting something. I'd have sex with a goat. <laughs> that's a wonderful cock. <laughs> All right, now we're ready for last call. Last call. (laughs) Looking at the world through the bottom of a glass. All I see is a man who's fading fast. Last call. So next week we will be in the podcast. We'll be talking about the Al Pacino film, Danny Collins. Um, Also, we are still... In our sports movie ranking, we are down to the final 16 uh, teams, so things are getting heated up. We have Field of Dreams versus Bull Durham, Major League versus The Hustler, Remember the Titans versus The Blindside, Rudy versus Jerry Maguire, um, Blades of Glory versus Dodgeball, White Man Can't Jump versus Hoosiers, Caddyshack versus Raging Bull, Rocky versus The Wrestler, the Sweet 16 of the best sports movies of all time. You can go onto the website to vote for those. And I don't think I have any other last words, really. Heathen, any last words? American Pharaoh is a Breaking Bad fan. The horse is a Breaking Bad fan? Yeah. I posted it on my Facebook. Huh. Yeah. American Pharaoh is one of the favorite horses to possibly win the Kentucky Derby tomorrow at Churchill Downs. Matt, any last words? I'm fading fast. <laughs> yep. So, we have playing us out uh, again, the Faria Project. Where they've played us out several times. They have a song. I don't know. I wouldn't really call this a cover song, and I wouldn't really call it a mashup. It's somewhere in between. Uh, they call it a cover of Rainbow in the Dark by Dio, but it is a music cover where they are using the original Dio vocals. So this is Rainbow in the Dark by the Fire Project. If you dig them, um, go on to our website at thepotablepictureshow.com and follow the links. And if you would like to be a band of the week to play us out, um, don't forget to hit us at potablepictureshow at gmail.com. You can also send questions and comments, etc. We look forward to seeing you next week for Danny Collins. And it is great to be back in the cantina. Until next time. Keep it wet, everybody.
least home so I don't pass up behind the wheel. Sleep on the couch if you need to. Kayla makes a good pillow. Uh, I gotta 